Thank you guys for taking a moment to listen to God's word today. Right now we're in a series called Core, understanding the strength and design of the church. Hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you and your family. Um, we are going to go into God's word. Like I said, you know, it's my pulpit. Of course, I'm going to be preaching. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, but this morning, we are doing something very, very different. Um, I don't know how many of you grew up watching wrestling. And um, they always have this uh, Super Sunday or Super um, Raw, uh, you know, what SmackDown, whatever federation that they have. And um, they have this tag team championship where, you know, five people will be fighting against five. Um, today, we are not going to preach against each other or fight against each other. But we are going to be preaching, and we are not going to preach, um, you know, uh, maybe we are going to preach five sermons. So we've got next five hours to bring God's word to you. Um, okay, I don't leave. I'm just kidding. Nobody press the leave button. Right. Uh, it's going to be one sermon, but it's going to be brought to you by six people. That's including me. All right. It's going to be one word, but we are going to do tag team preaching. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and welcome the preaching squad from King City Leadership College. Come on. I hope and I believe that everybody is excited to listen to God's word. But hey, as we do every Sunday before we go into God's word, let's do the you know, word confession, the faith confession together. So on the count of three, two, one, you know, the best day is today because Raglan is <laughs> preaching. He already tried to use the word confession in that video. So, right. So shall we do the word confession together, church, so the words will come on the screen and let's confess together in faith. On the count of three, two, one, go. I'm here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open. My mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Come on, put your hands together and give God the glory. This whole idea kind of came from uh, looking at the Ribeiro family as they sit together like a squad every Sunday. And I just looked at ourselves and wondered, why don't we just preach like this one Sunday? So thank you, Ribeiro family, for inspiring us. <laughs> one day all of you will preach God's word as well together amen you know we started this series with this verse proverbs 29 verse 18 when people do not accept divine guidance they run wild but whoever obeys the law is joyful amen and we started the series with a purpose because god has a vision for the church God has a vision for all of our lives and we are here to follow a divine guidance in our life, right? We all need to be <clears throat> guided. If we try to follow our heart, our, our heart changes from time to time. What we enjoyed in the morning, we don't like it in the afternoon. And, and our, our desires changes from from, from hour to hour, minute to minute, the shoe that I really loved last month, now I want to chuck it away because something new is in the market, right, Getty? Right. So uh, we keep doing these things, but that's not how we can live our lives. 
That's not how we can follow our purpose. So what we need is a divine guidance. And that is why we, God has given a vision for the church. Every church has a vision, but we have a vision as well. And we are trying to understand how we can follow the vision, how we can make that vision as a reality in our lives and how our life can be transformed through the vision. Week one, we saw we are called to be planted. The importance of keeping your seed planted in God. We need to be planted in the salvation that God has given for us. We need to be planted in the church that God has given for us. We need to stay rooted and not move. And as we stay rooted together, we make a beautiful garden. We grow together and we will stay green till the end. Week two, we saw that the making is in the breaking. As we stay planted, of course, there will be challenges in our lives, but yet God is faithful and God will break us. God will, you know, uh, mold us. God will uh, use us and he will put us through tests so that we can be prepared for what God has for our lives. And week three, that is last week, we looked at DNA, the design of the church. The, uh, you know, in scientifically, the, the DNA is defined as two uh, uh, strands, you know, knit together. They're they are just inseparable. So our lives and the vision of the church must be inseparable. Our lives and the vision, individual vision that God has given for our lives must be knit together so that we will all be in agreement of the vision, grow together and have, you know, operate into the functionalities that God has placed in our lives. And today is the special edition, right? This is the special edition of Vision Sunday. And we are wrapping up, you know, our Vision Sunday with this Sunday. And I believe, you know, God has spoken to us for the past three Sundays. And I truly believe God will speak to us this Sunday as well. If you have been blessed by Vision Sundays, can you wave your hand or can you give me a... You know, thumbs up emoji, that's right, that's right. I believe that God has spoken to all of us and I see many thumbs up coming up on the screen and God will speak to us today as well. The title of our sermon, it is not my sermon, the title of our sermon this morning is The Future is Now. The Future is Now. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, and plans to give you a future and a hope. We all want a great future. We all want God to do good things in our lives. And that is our expectation. And, and, and we all always looking forward for a better future, right? Um, I just want to add this, um, something that, that God had spoken in my heart especially when I had traveled to uh, Malaysia a couple of years ago. And I was there for a conference. So guys, while I was there at the conference, um, I was kind of like, you know, praying and thinking and seeking God, asking God, Lord, uh, what is it that, that you want us to do? Like th there needs to be something phenomenal. Of course, our vision is to reach people far from God into new life in Christ. And I want to see this nation being touched by you through King City Church. And, and, and we were praying and we were thinking about all these things. Uh, but at the same time, I was praying and asking God, Lord, is there more? Is there more? So while I was at this conference, God's, uh, um, there was one speaker who was speaking and he said, 
in the entire world, Asia is the most unreached continent in the entire world. And he gave the statistics and he said, you know, almost the average uh, reach of other continents is more than 40% with the gospel. Almost every continent has gone with the gospel and most of the continents is above 40%. And he asked this question, you know, uh, to everybody in the room. Do you know how much of Asia has actually been uh, reached with the gospel? And he said, 8%. 8%. Just 8% of the entire Asian continent, that is the east of, of our world, is reached with the gospel. And... For me at that moment, it was like a slap on my face. You know, you're sitting there in the Asian continent and asking God, Lord, what is next? And God is like, there you go. It's right at your doorstep. At that moment, I started praying. I started asking God, Lord, help me to reach this continent. We did not, we did not just, you know, after that trip, my prayers changed. I, I said, Lord, Help us not just to reach this nation, but reach this continent of Asia. As you see in War Room File, when we are praying, we got an entire list of, of uh, um, uh, prayer points for just for the continent of Asia because we added that because it's part of our vision. And we want to keep praying every month into the continent of Asia. So I asked God, all right, Lord, where are you going to send me if you're going to if you're going to reach uh, Asia, all right, where, where is our next stop? Is it Malaysia? Is it Beijing? Is it, is it you know, uh, uh, is it uh, Vietnam or is it, is it any other country in Asia? And I kept praying over that and, and God spoke to me saying, I will raise leaders from your place, from, from, from the church who will go into nations and touch the world. And uh, to me... Hearing that, I did not doubt it because I know God can do that. I know God can do that. And everybody who are listening to it this morning, I want you to know this. And, and I'm so glad this is being recorded because one day, one day, if we launch a church in Malaysia or if we uh, launch a church in, in Thailand or you know, if we launch a church in some other unreached uh, uh, countries of Asia, church, please don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Because God is going to do it. So, as I kept on praying into this future, as I kept on asking God, like, how are you going to do this? And then this thought came into my heart and I said, Lord, give me leaders that we will raise to go for you, wherever you want to go. We want to start from Tamil Nadu. We want to start from India. And we want to go into the continent of Asia and to the rest of the world. And, and I started praying that. And as I was praying, God gave this vision to start the leadership college. And, and that's where everything shifted. If you want us, you know, to go to the rest of the world, I can't be everywhere but God will raise leaders. So as an answer to our prayers, today I have five leaders with me. I don't know where God is going to send you. Do you like, do you like to go to Beijing? Definitely. Definitely, <laughs> right? Uh, would you like to go to Malaysia? 
Yeah? Right. God might send us to uh, Madurai or Chennai first or even to Coimbatore or even to New Delhi. You know, we don't know. But definitely God is going to send leaders like these guys and, and these, are, these guys are the first five seeds of King City Leadership College that God is going to raise and use and bring many other leaders. The five, God says, you know, He will multiply it. So everyone, if, if God multiplies as, as according to His, you know, equation of 40, 60, and 100, you know, one person should bring, bring how many? If you should bring 100, 100, 100, you know, we could have 500 leaders in the future. Vision doesn't, you know, happen in the future. And your future is not something that needs to be anticipated, you know, something 10 years down the line or 20 years down the line. Your future is now. What we do now, how we prepare now, how we pray now, how we receive from God's hands now, if we want to see churches being planted, Asian continents being reached, you know, and, and many cities being touched by the love of God, we prayed for leaders and God has given these five leaders and we are going to be faithful with the five so that they can reach 5,000 that wherever God has placed. And you might be sitting there and wondering, ah, I wish I was part of that. God is speaking to you as well. Wherever you are, your future is now and it's not something to come. Many of us want to know what our future looks like, but you are still stuck in the past. You're still clueless about your present. Psalm 119, 105, it says, Your word is a lamp to my uh, guide to my feet and a light for my, uh, for my path. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path, which means that God is leading us now. So if we take care of the now, God is going to take care of the future. We are called to be in the present with God so that we will walk into the future that God has for our lives. And right now, it might feel like all the plans is a disaster. It might feel like the plans or the expectations that we expected, you know, that we had in our mind is not happening. It might feel like disaster. But I want to encourage you all this morning, everybody who are with us this morning, I want to encourage you, I want to tell you something that be present in the now with God and when you are present in the now with God we will walk into the glorious future that he has for our lives are you expecting a different future if you are expecting a different future if you are expecting a God-driven divine uh, supernatural future then what you do today matters whether it's in ministry or whether it's in your secular job, whether it's in the marketplace. You know, actually, I shouldn't use the word secular job. It's actually everything is spiritual, right? For we as Christ followers, everything is spiritual. Whether you're in the marketplace, whether you're in business boardrooms, whether you are in church, God has a divine plan and a purpose for you to be in that room with that people and God will use you 
for the sake of His kingdom wherever you are. I wanna, we want to speak this morning on five steps to experience your future now. Here's number one. Number one, let your present be driven by faith and not by fear. Let your present be driven by faith and not by fear. Many times, today we are driven by fear, but we expect a, a faith-filled future. How can we be driven by fear today and have a faith outcome? That's not going to happen. You see, all these guys who are here, uh, who are part of the Leadership College, they're going to share this morning. And the first point, you know, we're going to uh, hand this mic over to Getty. And Getty, why don't you share a little bit about how, you know, you were driven by faith and not fear and how God brought you into the present today that, that, that you are in right now. Come on, Getty. Thank you, Pastor Sam. Wow, that was so amazing to see how God has put that vision in him. And it's just so amazing what he has been doing in our life. Though we don't understand it or though we cannot see it, but then when you reach to the point where he has picked you from that dirt and he put you on that place, and you will just be like, God is so amazing. Come on, yeah. God is so amazing. Yeah. You cannot compare his work with human work. Mm. So I'm just here to share a little bit of how God has picked me from that dirt and he brought me here. So it all started with, uh, 2000, in 2014. I was far from God. Mm. But I was seeking worldly things. And then 2017, God spoke to me. I, I had an encounter with God in one of the camp being invited, one of my friends. And there he showed me a vision about, about this prayer that I need to put in my life. He's telling me like, Gary, you, start, you need to start praying about everything that I'm going to give you. And from there, God took me, God led me in 2018 to Kingsty Church. Believe me, guys, it was all God's hand. He led me here. I didn't, I didn't even have a plan for that, but I didn't know. I, I don't know why, but then he led me to be part of Kingsty Church in 2018. Sorry, 2017. And building my faith, I took baptism in 2018. And the only thing that I heard through that baptism is faith. And from that day onwards, that same day that I took the baptism, faith, I just kept holding on to that faith. Mm. And when I had to leave Kingsty Church, I went back to Shillong and I got a job. And as I was working there, I, I liked the job over there at first, but then it's, I, was, I was draining. I was like empty. I was like... It did not satisfy me at all. There was no peace at all. And I start asking God, God, do you really want me to work here? Or is there something that you want to do in my life? And then I start seeking his purpose. What is his purpose? What is his plan for my life? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And even in the workplace, while I was working with machines and yeah. working with patients, I love doing that. Believe me, I love doing the, those. Love, I, love my, I love the patient that I meet every day. 
but I do not see how to how to work how to work with those people how to seek the kingdom of God even in that workplace I was missing that I was missing a lot of self-discipline over I'm a person who overthink like who thinks a lot and like it all went into a place it's like I was all messed up with my thoughts my doubts my confusions and then on the 4th of July, uh, June 2020, I resigned from the job after getting a confirmation. I resigned from the job and I, it was a very, very difficult task for me to handle. I was put into a test like I was put in a fire. People start talking behind my back. I was the only person who was working in, the, in my family. And also my mother, he, she's a nurse. But I was also the only daughter who was supposed to support my family. Yeah. My sister, my brother, they didn't have any job. So in the midst of that storm, I resigned my job. And I trusted God. There's a more like a hunger and thirst to seek more of Him. Because I know that there is something great that He wants to do for me and for my family. And then... When I was in that fire, I really lost everything. I lost my hope. I lost, somehow I feel like I was in the dark place where I was struck by fear, where even suicidal thoughts came into my mind. I didn't want to be stuck in one place. I just wanted to run away from home. I was tired of people speaking, talking behind my back. I didn't even have that confidence to look at people telling about telling what I'm doing about my life. I had that that shame in me. I just wanted to hide. But then there was one moment where I just told God, God, use me. Enough of everything. I'm done. I'm done looking behind. I'm done looking at the right side, my left side. I'm done of everything. I just told God, God, Take everything, take everything of me. Yes. And then on the 1st of April 2021, in this dawn prayer, which happened in Kingsty Church, God spoke to me in the morning. I was about to go for a job on that day. But on the same day in the morning, I, I, I joined that uh, dawn prayer and God spoke to me clearly that Start being a change. When you want to be a change, you need to change yourself first. Mm, come on. Change the way you see. Yeah. Change your heart. Come on. And I risk myself. God, this is what I want for my life. Enough of, of being confused. Enough of doubting myself, doubting my relationship with you. It's mm. time for me to step up. Mm. And that's when I took my step of faith. And I risk my life. I know even though, even though death comes in front of me, I'm going to risk my life because I know that this Come is on, what you want it. for me. Yeah. I know that you will be on the boat and yeah. I'm going to be safe in that storm. Yeah. And I just want to be with him right now. And this is where I am right now, where, he wants, where God wants me to be. Mm. And he is going to transform my life. So I want to encourage every one of you out there Come on. who's been struggling a lot with confusion, overthinking, spiritual blindness, you're, or maybe you are even feeling like running away from your workplace or from where you are right now, just be still. 
just be still and trust God. Trust that He has a plan for you. You are not, you are not hopeless. You are on a track where God wants you to be. Yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Wow, come on. You are not hopeless. You are where God wants you to be. You, you know what? That's a word. That's a word that, that we, I needed to hear, that we all needed to hear. So if you want your present to be driven by faith, we got to know this is where God wants us. Even if it's, that's in the middle of the storm, Right? Peter understood that when he was stepping out of the boat to go to Jesus, he understood that the safest place is not the boat, but in the middle of the storm. If Jesus is in the middle of the storm, don't be safe in the boat, man. Step inside the waves. Step inside the storm. Because where Jesus is, that's the safest place. And hey, you took that step of faith. You were even telling me that you were actually in the 2017, you were supposed to go to Orissa, but God brought you to Trichy miraculously. And that's the year we started the church. And in the first batch of seven to eight people who took baptism, Getty was one of the person who took baptism in the first batch of King City Church in Hotel Femina in the swimming pool, right? I praise God. I remember that day. And look what God has done. We even had a, a you know, official farewell. We sent people off, you know, like, just like, you know, take care. God bless you. But... We don't know, like farewells or not farewells, hey? You know, God can bring you back. God has brought Getty back here with a purpose and her life is driven by faith. So, number one is let your present be driven by faith and not by fear. What is stopping you from making these decisions today in your life so that that will take you into the future that God has for you? Number two, write this down, guys. Number two is let your past be redeemed by God and you be secure in God. Many times we want to move into the future that God has for our lives, but the problem is we are still stuck in the past. We are still stuck in the past um, sin. We are still stuck in the past uh, traumatic events that has happened in our life. And of course, it's not our fault. But at the same time, the redeeming power and the grace of God is available to you. And when God has saved you, when God has redeemed you, we don't have to be stuck in the past. Because if you're stuck in the past, you don't know what the present holds. And if you don't know what the present holds, then we miss the future that God has for our lives. And this morning I have with me a young man who God redeemed him from the past and helped him to see what God is doing in the present. So ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together as Joshua brings this word to you. Praise the Lord, church. Uh, for me, uh, it was a very shocking thing when Sam and I just told that we have only reached 8% uh, I think he got the slap then, I got the slap now. <laughs> uh, yeah, now I have to look forward to how much amount of people that we are going to reach. Yeah. Now, I, I actually finally got that vision. I feel very odd that, you know, what we have done so far and then how much we are supposed to go. The journey is so vast, so large, Yeah. the area that we are supposed to cover. And today I want to share, share to you about my life. 
uh, in the past before joining to KCLC. Okay. Uh, before COVID, I believe everyone has suffered a lot because of COVID, right? Like everyone can relate to it. Like some have lost a lot of the, their uh, their plans, some have lost pe mm. people in their lives and a lot of things had happened. And for me, the story is, uh, before K uh, joining KCLC, before the pandemic itself, uh, I was planning to uh, join in US in a Bible college. I was planning for it. I had resigned my job also. And I was hoping for a future over there, like where I can go to big people, big places, meet a lot of people, make established connections and all that. I have so many plans. I was hoping for that. And when pandemic hit, everything crushed. I, uh, we, we sold our car just so that we can make, make finances so that I can go to US. And everything crushed. And at that point, my dad ended up getting a heart attack, a severe heart attack where all the finances that we saved up to that point, everything got spent. One single day, everything got spent, most of it. And what and all plans that I made till then, all the dreams that I had, everything mm. got crushed. Mm. Everything got crushed. I literally did not know what was happening. I did not know what my future was. I was so confused and I, and people around me started looking at me like I had no future. Mm. And I did not know what to do. I literally was hopeless. I literally did not know. And at one point of time, I I lost everything. And I was like, just, I just simply said, God, I don't know what is happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I literally don't have anything under my control. The situation is totally out of my control. Yeah. It, it's pandemic. How is it? How can it be under under anyone's control? It's not on my, on my control. Nothing is happening under my control. Mm -hmm. And people start blaming me, blaming me as well for some those things. I literally do not know. I just went to God. I wept to God. I spent an entire year in that situation completely. But I knew one thing. I only knew one thing that I, I, uh, the only thing that I've learned all my life is to raise my hands and say, God, I surrender. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my life lesson. No matter what situation, God, I surrender. I surrender. I know I'm weak. I'm broken. I may not have everything in control, Lord, but I know that you are God of everything and you have everything in control. So this is the prayer that I declared to God. And, and in that course of time, Kenneth came to our house and he told about the KCLC that is going to happen. And my dad just simply just out of nowhere, he just said, Joshua, you're going to join that. That's it. No, no <laughs> word. No, they're they not even willing to ask my opinion about it. That's it. End of story. I was like, what just happened right now? <laughs> and I had no clue. And I, again, okay, I, uh, we, were in a, we were in another plan. We just, okay, we just stepped forward. And I was like, again, I went to God. I said the exact same line. I said, God, I surrender. I don't know what is going on. Mm. I don't even know what this course is at all. I've never heard of it also. I just stepped out in faith. I just said, God, I believe in you. There is a plan and purpose for you for whatever things that you do in my life, I just believe in you and I'm yeah. going to go out there. That's it. And I came here on the welcoming day. There was a person who was sitting next to me and he told me that he was praying for me. And I was like, dude, you don't even know me. And then the guy said, told me that God spoke to them saying that, that my identity is in Christ. Come on. Yeah. And that was very shocking for me because I know that my identity is Christ, but nobody else knows, not even in my family, everyone is like, you don't know anything about Christ. Just go. Shoo, shoo. <laughs> I was like, that was the first confirmation that I had that my identity was in Christ but by another person and not God to me and at that same exact same moment God spoke to me Joshua you're not lost mm. you're still in my hands come on and and that broke me literally because mm. 
for one entire year it was a year of darkness i literally did not know what was happening in my life i had nothing in control i i had no clue where i was going now what i was going to do nothing my future i'm i'm very old to the point where i supposed to get married get settled and all that everyone in my 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 class everyone is doing that but i did not know what to do and everything was lost expectations were at that high i still not know but when god told me that i'm not lost i'm in god's hand come on and i knew that i had a purpose and i knew i am my identity my knew that i had hope and i knew the god i believed in did not forsake me come and on. church this is what i want to say to you church like if you're standing and god lights your path you don't mm. have to see what's ahead of you that's his job not your job mm. you just have to see what is right in front of you and if god asks you to take a step of faith you do it why yeah. because he will guide you preach it come on and he will guide your path yeah. amen 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 come on god will guide our path that's right you know and and that's that's the core thing if you are you know struggling with things from the past and 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 things and and you feel like you're in darkness and not sure where you are headed trust that even in the darkness you are in god's hand and that's what probably you know god spoke to joshua as he came to the leadership college on day 1 and somebody random just came to him and spoke to him saying that hey i want to remind you that you are still in god's hand and i think god is reminding somebody today in this church on zoom platform that you are still in god's hand if you believe that if you receive that give us a thumbs up shows that you are with us because god wants to speak to you and tell you you are still in his hand so don't let your past control you don't let your past tell you that you are still in the hands of the devil or you're still in the hands of what has happened in the past the past has no control over you the past has no grip over you because Christ did everything that he needs to do and his blood has power and he has redeemed you and you are a child of God and you are safe in his hands and as you are safe in his hands even though the future might look dark take a step of faith i like what Joshua was saying he trusted him and he surrendered surrendering to god now is the key surrendering you know to god through everything now is the key so that you will step into the future that god has for us amen so let your past be redeemed by god and be secure in god today now surrender put away your plans put away your ideas put away what do you think is great but give it to god and surrender number 3 write this down let's let's make this quick number 3 let god make the way for you today and walk in it faithfully this takes us into into this uh idea of many times we know what we want and we try to go after it and in that process we fail to take steps with god sometimes we are either running behind god and sometimes we are running ahead of god but the key part is are you running with god are you walking in his ways are you making choices in the way that god wants you to make and the way that god wants you to live today so today i have with me a wonderful woman of god who for who god is her way maker god is her promise keeper so let's hear from jackin 
praise Lord Church, is I'm going to say um, how God has been a way maker um, in my life. First of all, we as Christians, we always want our future uh, to be bright. You know, uh, we say he, uh, he's going to, uh, you know, be in his future with flying colors. He's going to have a great future. Even we ourselves, we desire for um, us that we should have a great future where I should be useful to someone um, in my future. For that to happen, there is one thing that is needed. And I learned it the hard way in my life. So from my childhood, I've always been brought up that my desires won't work out. So I've been brought up like that. And, you know, if I'm stubborn about something, that won't work out. So uh, that's how it has been. And um, at that time, in that present uh, moment, I didn't um, realize why it was happening like that. But um, later on, I will say why it happened. And uh, there is a purpose because God is a way maker. He makes way in everything. And uh, day by day, my, um, all the situations around me started breaking down. And uh, I did not see any hope in my future. I did not see anything bright in my future. I didn't even know that, you know, I have a future because all the situation around me was torn apart. Uh, but when I was in my 11th standard, God gave me this verse for my whole life. Mm. It was Exodus 34.10. I want to read that out. Exodus 34.10. It says, I'm making a covenant with you. Before all your people, I will do wonders. Never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. There's a lot of adjectives in this. It's like awesome, great, wonders. I'm like, God, everything is tearing apart around me. Is this my future? Nothing, like, nothing in my present is not equal to the promise that you're giving me right now. Um... And then I just kept this aside. I was like, okay, let it this be. And um, my desire was to uh, get out of my hometown and go for my higher studies. So um, miraculously, it was just a miracle because the situation I was in, I, I would not come out of my hometown. But miraculously, God brought me here to Trichy uh, to study in Bishop Heber College. And then that's how I met KCC family and I came here. Uh, you know, day by day I started uh, serving in the teams and then um, it just started and I was feeling at home and then I got a job during lockdown. That was another miracle. It was like God making way each season for me. And I did not, like, each, each season when God was making way, um, I was like, okay, something is, you know, something interesting is coming on, coming on. And then, um, like, I was like, okay, God, I'm not going to desire anything. It is you who is leading me. Each season I saw God leading me into something better and better and better. It was getting better and better. And then... Um, one day in a heart and soul night, it was online. Um, there was uh, Pastor Ablash Vergis, he was uh, prophesying over people. And then he called out my name because um, I was writing an exam 
um, and I uh, just then on the last minute I would joined um, I joined in the zoom call and just I joined in just two minutes he called my name um, I was uh, really shocked and then he prophesied um, and he uh, he told that God is telling me that he told three things actually he told that you are gonna govern the house of the Lord that's a big word and then he's he said that you're gonna preach um, to people with authority, with God's authority. That's an even more greater um, thing. And he's gonna, he said, you're going to be a great writer and you're going to inspire people. I was like, writing? It's not even my cup of tea. Like, I never thought that. Um, and when I heard these prophecies, there was like a big heavy burden coming upon me. Like, as much as I was happy, I was also like, there is something that I have to do. And I saw this is the vision for my life that God has put. And I need to do something. There was a big responsibility and burden falling upon me. And um, I said, and, and the next day I started asking God, look, what I should do? What is the next move that I should take? Uh, or should I even take or not? And um, then God said, you just wait. God just told me to wait, just be available. And then one day, we, me and Pastor Sam, we had a, a casual lunch in our workplace. And he just, like, he didn't even know what I was asking God and anything. He just said, why don't you think about um, joining KCLC? Um, and I was like, at, at that time, I didn't even know very clearly about KCLC. So I went, that struck my mind, I went home, I searched the brochure, the prospectus, and everything, I went through it. And I uh, kept that, and I prayed to God, I told my mom, we both prayed. And um, it was very, very clear that God wanted me to join um, King City Leadership College. And uh, now I, I don't even regret joining here, though uh, in these three months, because I am doing two jobs and also, um, you know, taking up this college. First, I had a fear that how will I do that? Because you now I'm not very good at multitasking. But then God said, um, all these days, who made the way for you? You did not do anything. It was me who led you. And even hereafter, it is me who's going to lead, lead you. And you just be available for me. And I'm going to, you know, make your future bright. Mm -hmm. And he said, the promise that I gave you, Exodus 34, 10, it's still, it's still on. You know, he said, it's, it's still on. And all the people around you are going to see that I, I'm doing an awesome work yeah. um, in you. So church, I just want to say, there may be situations that's tearing apart around you. Mm -hmm. It may be finance, it may be your health, it may be uh, about your loved ones or anything. But just be available mm. in the present for God. Mm. And he is going to take you and place you in the right places yeah. where your future will be bright. Mm. Your future will be useful to someone. Yeah. Your future would bless many people. Your future will inspire people yeah. for God and for Christ. Yes, that's what I want to say. Just be available in the present and walk faithfully yeah. in, with God as wherever he leads you and takes you. Amen. Come on. You know, if you want God to make a way for you today, 
it is important that we walk with him and like Jack said it's important we be available for him how can you you know find way or um, you know understand that God is leading us when we are not even available for him like we can't be somewhere else and expect God to make a path for us right we need to be available for God and also we need to stay faithful in what God has called us to be so this word is for somebody that if you are wondering what your future is going to be like if you're wondering you know will God fulfill all the promises that God has given for my life in your life the answer to that is God is the one who's creating your path he's your way maker and he's your promise keeper he actually started your life and he is in control of your end as well which means that he knows our end from the beginning which means that he is actually at the end waiting for us there and he is written our story he holds it all together we are going to the song right now right he holds it all together and he's a god of the present and he's a god of the future and if we need to experience him now stay in his lane stay in the path be available for him anything else that's distracting you is absolutely you know pointless it's absolutely not even important throw it away anything that is distracting you throw it away just allow god to be with you and be in that and be faithful point number 4 let's write this down let your present doubts don't let your present doubts dictate your future right don't let your present doubts dictate your future many of us we struggle with doubts right when we think about future we doubt our future the worst part is the enemy can trick our mind that we even doubt our past like did that happen was that me maybe it wasn't me right that's how far we could go in our mind that we end up doubting our past we end up doubting our present and definitely end up doubting our future so don't let those doubts dictate you so i have with me this morning a powerful preacher and this sunday is a better sunday because you know he is preaching right he is here on purpose and god uh, brought him out of certain doubts in his life for him to walk in the present and into the future in his life so ladies and gentlemen let's put our hands together and welcome reverend dr bishop <laughs> raglan check okay good morning is it on yeah. <laughs> yes okay uh so my life i don't know uh, it's been really a miserable life as far as i know so starting with my childhood like my parents are missionaries i've been with bunch of missionaries from my childhood and school also i've been only at missionaries if i turned left and right missionary kids now also <laughs> so everything that i would see or think or anything that you know is missionary <laughs> or a pastor and something related to serving god in remote areas and as brought up in a school like that good school lots of things in there but my life was entered like that i knew nothing apart from being a missionary or going to serve god my life was going on like that but as time went on we learned there also like there are so many things 
engineering, doctor and all these things, so many things. Uh, and then, but still, whatever I could think of, finally I would end up in a thought of being like, I need to serve God one day, I need to go out and reach out to people. So, uh, anything I think, but finally it would go to that point and then uh, while I was in my 9th standard, it was on a, a Republic Day, a youth, a camp from Youth for Christ. So, that was the time I felt God called me to be as a full-time minister for Him and I gave my calling to God and then uh, as time went on, I didn't know anything. It's like, okay, God called, I just stepped into it and then uh, I... It was like totally confused, like I just want to know exactly what serving God is. And then like to every people that I ask, they'll be like, Thambi, you have to study now, periolagnu, you have to uh, graduate, everything. Then you think about ministry. Then that made me like a doubt, like then why did God call me? <laughs> and then life was just going on like that. And then uh, I came uh, here to Thirchi, I was do, uh, studying in Bishop Eber College. And then uh, while I was in my second year, that was in King City church was started and then I still had the doubt like everybody get the same thing like study, grow up, get degree everything then you think about ministry then I wanted to speak to somebody and then uh, I messaged Sam and I want to speak to something and then we met here it was the old building I still remember that spot and then uh, I told Anna this is what is my situation I feel called and all this thing Sam and I gave a total different perspective like ministry is where you are from where you are you can start serving God. And then that brought a full different perspective and I really wanted to serve Him from that moment. Like everything that you do in your college and everything, everything that you do can be a ministry to God. How you treat people, how you serve other people. And time went on, I started volunteering in this church and uh, a year later I started uh, working in the media department here along with church. I started working in the church. And then time just flew one year. <laughs> and then uh, we started then one day Anna just uh, called up and he said we are going to start King City Leadership College and we are going for the recording. So I went to as process of all the recording, promotion and all these things at a point I was just like wow, nalla arigide. <laughs> can you go join? <laughs> so uh, I was just in that point and then but I wanted to make sure that I don't want to join there because all the people that I know is there but I should be led by God to join here. It looks like a yeah. oh, nice concept everything but still if I just come out of my own interest at a point, everybody will be fed up with it. But I want God to lead me into it. I kept praying about it and time on time. And December, I went home for Christmas and I felt really sick. Half of the time, almost throughout the day, I was simply lying down in bed, I was praying and all these things. And I just started praying like what to do next. My parents wanted me to study MA English and all these things. And then, But I also wanted to join her, but I wanted to make sure that it is not of my own desire that I wanted to join, but God has to lead me. So that's when God spoke to me through this verse, Psalm 32 verse 8, it says, I will instruct you and uh, guide you and I'll watch you with my eye. Mm -hmm. So the main part was like, I'll watch you with my eyes, which means that he has already seen the future. Yeah. Because he's seen it, he's asking me to go into it. Yeah. But still I kept praying a week later, I came back to Tirchi and then uh, Samana, he just came that morning and he said, I had a dream like you're just coming to me and you're saying that I, I'm joining college, I'm joining college. And then when Akka had to wake him up and say that you are speaking something in your dream, it was like that. <laughs> and uh, that was like a real confirmation, but I don't know how to say that to my parents. That was like the next big thing. And then as I tried to say to them, like they came to a point, but they weren't ready to uh, sign the application form. And then there are so many external factors like, <laughs> don't know where, like don't put him, like they were so doubtful. And then 
one thing, one mistake that I did was, they wanted me to join MA, but I totally wasn't interested, so I just lied to them that Bishop Eber hasn't started. <laughs> so, at a point, they came to know that that's when, like, it all got into too furious, and then it was so... <laughs> like, like, I myself brought up the mess on me. And then, uh, I, at a point, I just wanted to, like, talk back against them, like, saying, uh, but uh, that's when God let me, like, Samana, Ajena, Pridivana, all these three people, they sat, they took time, and they mentioned me, like, don't go fire, but stay. If God has called into this, He will lead it. And then, but still, like, so many problems between me and my family, it was going on. I, like, I am trying to convince them, they are trying to convince me, and all these things. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then, uh, that is the time, like, on Saturday night, construction was going on, uh, I left late. And then that night, it was, I was really tired, it was almost around uh, 11 o'clock, and then I was tired to cook, and then I was just sitting on the bed, and I was just praying, like, God, I was just questioning God, why did you... you said you call me into this but why so much problem and all these things i just kept questioning him like i started doubting like okay, okay shall i leave this year and join the next year i just kept questioning him and i just i just slept off and then in the middle i'm just waking up i could feel somebody is there in this room but i'm unable to see who is it but i can clearly sense that somebody is there <laughs> and then they're like go sleep go sleep will be all right and then i just lie down and Again, in the middle, I'm just, oh, somebody's there. I got up and then every time I try to get up, like somebody's like, okay, sleep, it'll be all right. You rest, you rest. That happened in that night, like three, four times, it continuously happened. I couldn't see anybody, but I know that somebody's there. That is the first time in my life, like I could feel, like probably it was like a physical thing that I felt God is there near me. Mm, come on. Like just because I could feel like somebody like keeping head down, like sleep, sleep. And then... I thought, okay, next day everything is going to be all right. But still, it took time, two weeks' time, like, for parents to convince, like, talks kept going on. And then finally, my dad, he just opened up saying, like, he got two prophecies earlier while I was in school. Uh, so, one was a pastor known to him, and the second one, like, a random person in the hospital. So, it made a lot sense to him, and the second person said to him, because he didn't say to that uh, pastor that he has an elder son. So my dad had an eye surgery, he was going to get discharged so that uh, neighbor bed uh, uncle was admitted. He said, uh, brother, I need to say to you something, don't be angry. So uh, he said that your eldest son, he will be a great leader for God, he will minister for God, God will take him across nations and he will take care of you, don't worry about anything. And uh, my dad said, I believe and I trust that this path will take you into that. Because the whole concept like about leadership college itself was new for them. Because while I was 8th or 9th itself, my dad disdained that I should be in Bishop Eber only. <laughs> be English, it is all. But this was like nothing. You search website anywhere, you get nothing about it. <laughs> so it was like a step of faith that he also had to take and all these things. And then finally told, I am signing this paper. I have trust God has spoken to me earlier itself that he will take you across nations. He will make you a great leader. But you had to prove to people that who thought this will not happen, that God has raised you up in life. And that is when he signed it up and I joined here. And then like, we had no idea what you're going to study here. Because every time you go, like, generally in school itself, you're transferring to school or to college, it'll be like, we'll ask them, like, how is the college? How is this thing? But this thing, like, as far as I know, every single person here, 
including the staff's management, everything that they had to do was take a step of faith, not knowing what is going to happen. Yeah. Everybody had to take a step of faith, like without no proof, like just go into it. In the same way, like one thing that I wanted to say is like uh, for parents, like if you're thinking your child needs to go into something, but you have no idea, but God has spoken to them. You also pray and just release them into it. It might just look dark, like nothing is there. But you need to release them out into what God has called them to be. And then for others, I just want to say, like, I was just thinking, do I have to say this a lot, but a lot of times, but I just, <laughs> I just feel like I need to say it. <laughs> so, uh, most of you should have seen me like a jolly gay, just jumping around, roaming here and they're just laughing. But I really had really bad past, like suicidal thoughts multiple times. Yeah. And the last time I had it, it wasn't like a year, two years ago, it was two weeks back. Mm. I was seconds away from killing myself. Mm. But God stopped me at that moment. Mm. To anybody, if you're thinking that your life is you need to end it. That's all I was just thinking. I'm not worth living. I just need to die. Mm. And saying it's God has not just put you on the earth, just that you live a life, you earn for yourself, you help others and you die. He's not put you in that life. In uh, Mark 11 verse 23 says that if you say to this mountain, it will move with your faith, it is going to move. Come and on. then... Yeah. And then in Romans 8, 11, this verse often speaks to me like, is the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave. Like when Jesus left, he said, I'm sending you someone along with you. He'll be a helper. Yeah. It's the same spirit that rose him from the grave and it is there with him. It can shake anything in your life. Water, mm -hmm. you've been battling with anything and he has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power to overcome all these things. Water you're going through. Like you might think, like two weeks back, I was just thinking, why am I even living on this earth through all the past that I've been through, all the rejections that I've faced in life. I just thought, it's, I know like, because God has given me a confirmation that you, because he has seen the future, he led me into it, but still the devil kept throwing all the past into yeah. my life. And then I had to, it is a nonsense decisions that I just took just in a few seconds, I just, in, on a random morning that I was just leaving from my house. So I thought, okay, it's a nice opportunity. It has just opened wide. Like, that I could hear like somebody saying, it's just an opportunity, that's all, it's over. But don't listen to whatever the devil is saying to you. It's, if yeah. God is for you, nothing can be against you. Yeah. Water is going to happen, it might all look dark, but mm. nothing is impossible with God. Always remember that He's put you here with a purpose and without fulfilling it, he's not going to do it and he's not done with you. At every time when we say this word confession that he's not done with me yet, it's like there is more. He's not going to, he's not just going to take us away in the middle and he will not let us. He showed his love by sending his own son so that we can be redeemed. We'll have a better future. Always never forget the love that God has given you and then never go into the such. Even if it comes, speak it out to people. There is always a way to come up. Just because of the past that you face through doesn't mean that your life is gone. There is always something that God has for you. All you need to do is wait, pray, wait in His presence. Wait, wait, wait. Everything is waiting. You wait, you wait.
he will bring it to light and then all the people that talked against you try to pull you down god will make his glory among them through you they might been wonder through you will be a testimony to people who thought you will never come up in life yeah. so what happens never give up wait on god wait in him that's all i can say amen come on you see this is how god works moments of self doubts moment of you know uh being doubted by others enemy speaking into our mind into our heart saying that you will not make it and he forces you to make decisions that is end of life but you know what while we are in the process of faith while we are in the process of transformation god will not let you die with his promises unfulfilled now that's a word that you need to take it god will not let you die when you walk with him he will not let you die with his promises inside you unfulfilled when your time comes his promises are yes and amen and it is done and it's fulfilled and that would be our end and god's hand is over our lives like you heard from raglan's story you know he he encountered a divine presence in his room that that you know he could take rest in knowing that god is in complete control self doubt external doubts peer you know uh, pressures from uh, other influences but in the midst of it all god's hand is there hey what are you doubting this morning what is it that is taking your mind and accumulating your mind your thoughts every day and you are going through this doubt and you're filled by fear don't let those doubts dictate your choices today this takes us to our last point and we're going to finish with this as we have gone through these first four points number 1 is let your present be driven by faith and not fear let your number 2 let your past be redeemed by god and be secured in god number 3 let god make the way for you today and you remain faithful in it walk in it faithfully and number 4 don't let your present doubts dictate your future because god is not going to let you die with his promises inside you unfulfilled and the last one is trust the process trust the process like raglan was say uh, you know preaching you know he was saying that wait wait and wait we live in a world where we are constantly said go for it go for it go for it like walk over anybody right if you have to get what you want right live the life dream the dream you know just keep going but in the kingdom of god wait in his presence wait for him trust the process so this morning we got the the last person but he's actually application application number 1 in king city leadership college and uh, uh that's another story for another day but he will be sharing a couple of things this morning of how god took him through the process and how he had to trust the process kenneth sam thank you uh wow i've got the best classmates that i could ever get like listening to all these five people talk i'm like wow god is like so good and and faithful and he has put me with the best people that he can ever give in my life and i'm so grateful to grow along with you guys under leadership and 
you know, to go along with you guys, learn leadership along yeah. with you guys. So I thank God for that first. And so going on, uh, I, with my own understanding, I have very limited, you know, un, uh, knowledge about my tomorrow, about my future. But my present is in God's hand right now. And I'm very, very sure about that. I'm 100% sure about that. And all of this started, it goes way back to 2015 um, on the day when I took my baptism and I got out of the water and uh, Uncle Augustin Uncle is the one who gave baptism to me and as I came out of the water I was expecting, oh now I'm going to hear an amazing Bible verse and that's going to be my thing for my life and all this that. This is my son. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm well pleased. And I just came out of the water and I'm like hearing what is the Bible verse reference. Ref but no, I could hear one simple sentence. You belong to me all the time, 24-7 is what uncle said. And I was like, why is uncle owning me? Why is uncle saying you belong to me all the time, 24-7? I didn't understand that. And I just left it like that. And life took the worst turns possible. I came to college and I lived the life that I shouldn't be living. You know, I went to the point of suicide in my first year in my hostel where nobody was there. I made everything ready. Lot of stuff happened, lot of stuff happened and my UG got over. It was like at that time and you know, I was this guy in college who everyone thought, oh, he'll go to other country or he'll go to some amazing university to study MBA because I did stuff like that. You know, by my strength, I was doing all that I could and I was not even listening to God and I was not even asking God what he wanted. But I knew one thing for sure, one thing that I did want to do was not to do ministry. That was my only goal in life, was do anything I can but never do ministry. Because I, have, I grew up as a missionary kid, not that my parents suffered a lot, but I was like, I should live a better life than this, I should support everybody and all of that. And I, was, I had that like very strong in my heart. So I had this strong, um, you know, disliking towards ministry. And I, there came a point in my life where I started suffocating in my own life. I was like, where am I going? What am I even doing? Mm. What is this life? What will I go do next? I have three job offers. Awesome. I have, you know, colleges to join for MBA. Amazing. But what am I doing? And then there came a point in March 2019 in Heart and Soul Night where God pushed me. God literally pushed me to surrender. And... I had never done that in my life and I had to surrender myself to God and that was the hardest decision that I've ever made in my life. Mm. I had so many dreams, so many plans, so many ideas and God just said, erase everything. Mm. And that was not a hard decision to make because that was all my life was built on. Mm. And God is like, I, I was telling God, God, I have a sheet of paper, a white sheet of paper. I have my plans. I'll turn it the other side and I'll give it to you. You write what you want and let's compare and see which is better. But God is like, no, don't be smart with me. Erase all that you've written. Give me an empty sheet of paper. That is exactly what I was having, the conversation that I was having with God. And that was very hard. I had to surrender myself. I erased everything. I said, God, I surrender myself. I surrender completely. God, I surrender even my parents who I plan to take care of. I'm going to surrender them into your hands because you call them for ministry and you're going to take care of them. But I'm going to do my part as a son. And that was all, you know, well and good it was going. And again, as Heart and Soul Night got over, months went by and again I started searching for all, you know, the attractive options that looked for me. I wanted to join a company, work. I started, I wanted to do what people expected me to do. 
I want I started thinking what will people think if I you know if I get into ministry because God was starting to talk to me about ministry God was already talking to me about ministry and it it entered my heart and I was thinking about ministry I was thinking about KCLC all of that was going but in my heart I decided I am not coming back to Tiruchi I am not coming back to King City Church because I have been here for 3 years and everybody thinks I am going to go somewhere better and I was doing that for people I am doing that for people and God is like talking to me about KCC it's our KCLC and i'm like god that is not even an attractive option that college didn't even exist before what am i going to tell people that is literally what i'm being very honest and i knew that nobody had filled in the application form i was going to be application form number 1 if i did that and i was like really god is that what you want me to do and it was tough for me and i had to ask god i said god this is i, I i'm like you know i'm going to join my pg and i want to take this decision along with you i want few confirmations from you and god had spoken to me with the word jordan already and i said god if you want me to you know join kclc you speak to me with the word jordan and in a sermon pastor sam said all of a sudden in during this process while everything was hard you know pastor sam just said first put your foot into jordan then god will take you into the promised land i was like okay and and that was like something assuring for me and i was and god i asked god for three confirmations god gave answers to those three confirmations and god confirmed those answers and i lost my mind i just shut up i was like god i am shutting up my mouth i'm just going to join college and i filled in the application form and i came here and i filled in the application form as i was going through that process it was very tough because i was doing something that i didn't want to do my entire life it was not easy for me to let go of myself and and it was and at that same time god was also chiseling some things from out of my life that was not pleasing to him but was pleasing very much pleasing to me it was hard it was hard and it was not easy i had nights of crying i had nights of disappointment and desperation and i could not sleep few nights because i was like god i want to do it for you but i am not happy doing it for you what am i even doing if i am not happy and i just called up pastor sam and he spoke to me one day he said they i know that you are making a hard decision but god wants you to make this hard and silent decisions not for just for yourself but for the people who are looking at you and observing you for the next generation you don't even know that they are observing you but they are observing you and this is the decision that they need in their lives as well so you are not making this decision just for yourself but for the people earlier i was thinking about people who wanted me to go to attractive options but now i was making decisions for the right people in my life mm. same concept i was making the decisions for the people and for myself but for the right people in my life and for the generation that god has put you know behind me to look at me as an inspiration or, or whatever that god has kept for me so i took the decision that day and i came to college here everything was new god met all needs god met everything in a perfect way and and i was not you know, I, I, and and as i was taking that decision as i filled in the form god gave me such a spirit of boldness that i have never had in my life i never had that spirit of boldness god is like you are going to do it and i am going to be with you and i went around telling people because people are discouraging me people are saying this college did not even exist this college might be closed in a year what are you going to do then all of that but i just went and told them if i am going to be the only student in that college i'm still going to join not because i want to but god has asked me to do come on yeah that is the spirit of boldness that god gave me i said god 
if i am going to be the only student i don't care god because this is the first decision i'm doing it along with you and i'm so happy about it i'm so excited and i want to do it for you i'm going to do it i'm and god is like i'm going to take care of everything i did not have money when i came here i did not have any provisions but god met all my needs and now i know now it makes sense that i belong to god all the time 24/7 yeah. which did not make any sense when i was you know in in my 10th standard in 2015 but now it makes complete sense and even sitting here doesn't make me somebody perfect doesn't make me that i deserve to you know do all these things i'm still imperfect i'm still in the journey but i know that this is where i should be in my life right now i'm very sure about that very sure i don't know about my future yes god has in has it in control but i don't have any idea about my future but this is where i should be right now and today and and yeah. god has put that and i ask for confirmations i want to you know church i want to let you know i ask for confirmation and i look like an idiot while doing that but that confirmations gave me the conviction mm. now even if nothing exists tomorrow i'm still going to stand for god because these convictions is what is going to be with me tomorrow 5 years later 10 years later yeah. and that is what i want to talk to you church today and i'm i'm telling you the process is hard the waiting is hard you know god might even crumble everything that you made up in your life the ideas and plans but if god is messing it up he's messing it up for good if god is taking someone or some people away in from your life he's doing it for your good if god is taking your job he's doing it for your good for all things happen together for good for those who love god and he knows what he's doing in our life so church this is something that i wanted to share to all of you that trust the process you might be a pioneer in it you might be the first person i think why god am i making sacrifices that i have to make why am i it's not easy sometimes i feel lonely being you know somebody going up front and leading stuff it is not easy sometimes we have to make sacrifices that others don't make my friends were already joining college and going ahead in life but i was waiting on god yeah. those sacrifices were not easy and 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 god help me through that and holy spirit is always with us confirming and helping us to church if you are going through something go through it please don't run away from it go yeah. through it because yeah. god has something at the end of it and god's light is always shining so that is what i want to share with you church today thank you amen amen come on can we all put our hands together and give god the glory of what god has done in all of our lives you know it says it, it's beautiful what what kenneth was sharing because we are always attracted by the attractive things but those attractive things can become a distraction so if we want to trust the process you got to understand that he holds it all together and god is in absolute control you look at these guys here let's show them all like look at these guys here you know it's not that they are here because um i'm i'm sorry to say this this has happened many times in the past oh you you're not able to do well in education okay send him to bible college many people have done this before I, i'm telling you oh he's not he will not make it in life he will not be successful so give him to god let him serve god let him go to bible college god doesn't want your useless wasteless mindset you know to come and serve he picks i don't pick parents don't pick nobody picks he picks everybody here are graduates right this guy has had three job offers raglan jack and they've already been you know um in she's done a masters she's already in uh, staff in church gary was supposed to start 
a new job on the day God asked her to join the college. It's supposed to be the first day of the new job. This guy was supposed to go to US and God brought him to the New York of Tamil Nadu. <laughs> you not see New York in Trichy? Go to NSB Road. It's the Times Square of Trichy. Your plans are not wasted. And and <laughs> we're not serving God because we are useless at other things. We're serving him because God has called us to do that. Whatever we have given up is actually not even a huge sacrifice when compared to John 3:16 because he gave up his only son so that this world will know his love. So whatever that you're holding on to that is that we think is great, please put it in God's hand. Nothing is great in front of him. And my request to you is that if you want to walk into the purposes of God, if you want if you want Jeremiah 29:11 to be your promise, he has planned it all, he holds it all together. And if you want to experience that, my question for you is what is God asking you to do now? What are you running away from? What is distracting you? Nothing is more valuable. Don't try to serve God by modeling another person. You can only be inspired by them, but you cannot be transformed by them. We are not perfect people here. I'm not a perfect leader. None of us will going to be perfect leaders in the future, but we are transformational leaders because God is transforming us. And as we are being transformed, we are asking others to join us in the transformation. And let's look forward to the perfect leader, to the perfect God. I hope you are blessed with God's word today. If you would like to support our ministry financially, you can do so by visiting kingstichurch.org forward slash give. We hope to see you next week with a brand new sermon.